Beans, welcome to the Scottish Rugby Podcast with the Scottish Rugby Blog. It is myself, John Anderson, in the hot seat tonight, sporting some Argentinian wear. We'll come to uh, <laughs> Craig's just adjusted. Those, those of you in audio, Craig has just adjusted his camera to show off his top. We will we will we'll deal with that in a second. Um, I, I, I am joined by Craig. Craig, welcome and your top. <laughs> Good evening. How are we doing? I literally, literally got rid of a Glasgow shirt before this episode. I thought, do you know what? I was like, this is a this is a Scotland episode. I'm going to support. I'm going to uh, put an Argentina top. I'm not sure how that works, actually. No, I haven't thought this through. Anyway, we're also joined by Rory. You've made quite a few appearances this Six Nations. Um, Rory, welcome. Hi. Glad to be glad to be back again. So it's, it's just because this is the this is the rugby that I see. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel qualified to talk about the rest because I miss so much of it. So that would suggest that we are qualified to talk about it. Yeah, so eminently. That's, 
That's a bold statement right there. Uh, yeah, so welcome everyone. Obviously, I am not Cammy Black. Cammy might join us later on. Please, please, please let Cammy join us later on. I'm very excited about the prospect if he does. But uh, if not, we will we'll be doing doing our free episode as per usual, about an hour, and then we'll move on to our Patreon uh, stuff, which I'm just gonna pop up here. Um, if you want to come and join us, you can head over to patreon.com slash Scottish Rugby Podcast, where you can get premium content, free episodes, all sorts of stuff. Uh, you can get us rambling every week about our hands in the ruck, which is our any other business section where we generally put the world of rugby to rights. And I've got a feeling, Craig, tonight might be an exciting one uh, after the team announcement today. Uh, I've got a feeling you may have some hands in your ruck tonight. So um, oh, yeah. those those of you who want to come join us, please do. We'll be delighted to have you. If you're already a patron, you know you want to stick around for that. So very exciting stuff. Um, tonight we're we're going to we're we're going to keep it really simple tonight, guys. We're going to go Ireland, Italy. That is all we're going to concentrate on for the three episodes. Um, yeah, we've got. We've already. It's already started. It's already started. <laughs> Happy BK ten, Craig. Uh, we'll come on to that in Italy, Harley. Great to have you along, mate. Um, right. So let's talk Ireland. Um, after me challenging them, Rory, on our Only Fins episode to prove to me that they were actually worthy of world number one, um, they proceeded in the first half to show me that they weren't, and. Then they kind of turned it on. Uh, what What was your takeaway from the weekend? Well, was it was it that that we were just good enough in periods to stick with the world number one rather than them not being? I mean, they they showed in the second half why their their sort of level of uh, their level of ability, of ability to cope with adversity, let's say, is uh, is is right up there. You know that the this Ireland team can just about cope with anything that you throw at them normally and like that game threw some pretty abnormal stuff at them and yeah they they saw it out on the other hand scotland were not able to to do that in the second half um i think like watching the game back kind of what's uh what's what jumped out to me is the first half maybe wasn't as good as i thought it was in terms you know i was like that was amazing. That was the best Scotland have, have ever been or whatever. But, you know, there was plenty of mistakes <laughs> all over. Um, but the... And, I, and it wasn't necessarily that they dropped off in the second half. I think, like, the, the amount of energy required to sustain that level of play to compete at the breakdown with Ireland and all the things that they bring to the breakdown. Um, I think they just kind of... The the guys who started the game maybe ran out of it, but steam on the bench wasn't enough to, to rescue us or to take it up yet another level, which the bench kind of has done, in the or did against England and did against Wales, um, so yeah, it sort of, it kind of it um I guess for Ireland it confirmed everything that they wanted to think about themselves, and for us we're back going oh, well okay maybe we're not as good as we thought we were. Well, I, I really love that positivity straight off the bat, Rory, that we lived with the world number one yeah. uh, at spells. That, that You know, that that's big. Craig, um, talk to me about the bench. Rory's indicated maybe not the impact we wanted. Um, it was a pretty strong bench we had as well. So talk to me about that. Um, I, you know, 
I think the biggest the biggest failing I think um, was the front three. I, I don't think uh, Cummings. Um, I don't think Cummings had a major issue when he came on. I think he did very well. Um, uh, you know, I think he's just a bit rusty, to be honest with you, because he's not he's he's been out for so long, especially from international duty. Um, where I, I had an issue was the fact, well, the two things, um, and one's the obvious one, which if, if anybody listens to any other podcast or any other piece of uh, of um, uh, punditry can, in the world, you can, know, you can plug we, it here if you need to, Craig. Plug away, it's fine. No, no, I'm, 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 there's no, there's nothing else. I've, I've not been funny enough. I've not been on anything else this week. But I think it's I think it's more the fact that um, if you have listened to any other podcast, etc., everyone's seen the same thing. Why did Scott? Why Scotland could not um, change their their game plan to at least try and give um, uh, Van der Fleer some problems for throwing in? Um, and I think that that for me was our biggest that part. Well, that was one of our biggest feelings. And second of all, I just um, Jamie Batty aside, um, because he can blow hot and cold. But I just didn't rate the other two front row um, for international duty anymore. And I just think that you know, you for me, uh, a tight head prop is the linchpin of the of the scrum. Um, and unfortunately, and and this is, I'm trying not to be disrespectful to to, to Berge, uh, to Simon Bergen because. He's been a he's been a you know a, a big player for for both Edinburgh and also Glasgow, but he just I, I, I just didn't think he was at the races. Um, and and both him and, and and to be perfectly honest, it's an odd ball because you've got three props pushing you down, and you know, and and it's an interesting one. But I think we we should we should have done more. Um, and I think you may have. Found that if we had WP on the bench, um, and I don't know what yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan of you and Ashman anyway. So um, for me, uh, I, I was, and I'm also not the biggest fan of Fraser Brown as <laughs> such. Um, so you know, I, I just felt that the, that the front three let us down on, on on the weekend. I'm not saying it's all their own fault. Um, it's not all it's all their fault, but they they were a contributing factor to it. All. Yeah, I think, I think that's probably fair. It was interesting hearing you say Jamie Batty aside, they can like they can blow hot and cold, and actually we've got a completely different front row this weekend on the bench. So that's probably that probably tells its own story. Uh, for me, I'll come to you now, Rory. Um, we've mentioned Scott Cummings. A lot of Scotland's issues were self-inflicted at line-out time and obviously losing the one-man line-out machine that is Richie Gray quite early doors did seem to have an impact. Um, Where do you you rate that in Scotland's kind of downfall? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we saw it sort of it swung us back to before the the Grenaissance or whatever we're going to call it. Grenaissance. When when we did when Richie wasn't in the team and we were like, oh, why is the line out so so appalling? And then he came in and it sort of seemed to seemed like it it fixed a lot of the problems. I mean, it it can't you know it can't exclusively be that, but um, that's <laughs> that's kind of the impression that you get. And him going off, it sort of it went back. Suddenly the line out's misfiring again. Suddenly there's. Uh, Obviously, they're, you know, Ireland at, at 
uh, at the end of the game had a, an open side throwing in at the line out and we weren't particularly able to challenge the ball. Um, I think, uh, you know, the Sam Warburton on comms was talking about why don't they throw up a big pod? Martin Johnson couldn't believe it. Um, Kev, Kev Miller put out some stats saying that we did actually challenge the line outs. But I mean, I, I didn't, you know, watch the game back. I wasn't sort of playing close attention to them all. But the one that I did watch, yes, Cummings went up at the front, but he was going up reactively because Ireland went up at the front as well. He wasn't just getting up and getting in the way and making a nuisance of himself, which you kind of get the sense Richie would have done. Um, I mean, somebody made, uh, somebody. I think it was maybe one of the commenters on the blog made a kind of obvious or a, a, an obvious point that, you know, if you go up and you miss, then the ball's going over the back to where they want it to and, you know, half your half your forwards are far away, further away from the action. But I think that's that's a risky take with a, with a guy who, well, maybe he was practicing lineouts. Who knows what Ireland get up to? They seem to be pretty well prepared for the situation. Um, but you you know your expectation would be this guy can be put under pressure because it's not his day in day out job on a rugby field um so there was a lot there was a bit of that i mean there there were multiple examples of uh of game management you know from about the five minutes going into half time right away through to the end of the game where scotland didn't perhaps show the cool heads that they've that they've shown to this point and i think i think that hurt him um the the penalty they had which was maybe kickable just for half time uh, i don't know if it was worth having a pop at that in case that went over because that's an easy lead going in going into the half time break that's a, that's a very different very different game uh the other thing is you know should they have scored that try um off the off the line out you know they they kicked kicked to the corner they got the line out they had the ball in attacking attacking position um they've been pretty effective so far from that but um yeah that it was the it was the one time that the the two below two to jones little inside pass didn't happen and jones was jones was actually a dummy runner um and they they messed it up when the ball went out of the back so maybe that's why they've all gone to jones so far and he scored tries off them because it doesn't actually work if it doesn't go at jones um he ended up with i think it was turner and cummings in the corner playing basketball and just crabbing 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 and you know old scotland I think you know. Obviously, any any score at that point would have put us up going into half time, and it just casts a little bit more doubt in what is the you know it's an incredibly resilient island side. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean that that's an absolutely valid point, Craig. I'll come to you just now. Like, was it Scotland feelings or was it Ireland being world number one in that in, in that period in the first half? Scotland had. <laughs> A number of chances that they didn't necessarily convert, including that kind of crucial one towards the end of the half. And almost at that at that period, it was like, we need to score or we're probably going to struggle. And we failed to convert. You know, Scotland have been really clinical so far, but was it kind of, was it a bit of a regression or was it Ireland? For me, I thought we came out um, and we didn't let Ireland settle in. And I think um, for for me that that that's where we were at our strongest in the first half, um, and I actually sat there thinking, okay, we've got a game here. Um, so it was uh, for me. I think it was very much. I thought we just didn't let Ireland settle in, or we played to our potential in the first half against the world number ones. Um, so I, I think we we did a good job. I just it just seemed to be that. 
and, and Rory Rory's just said it there two, two seconds, two two minutes ago, or, or a couple of seconds ago. Um, we reverted to old Scotland, um, and I think that was were slightly inaccurate. Um, and then all of a sudden, a little bit of panic came in, um, and people decided, right, we're all going to try and win this ourselves. And that, unfortunately, is when we are the we are not our strongest team um, when we start trying to win it ourselves you know we need to we need to work as a team and uh, you know um, I think we're finding ourselves into a situation where um, no matter how much I uh, took the mick etc that that Hugh Jones and Tuapalotu in the the centres are absolutely fantastic and we've, we've got the ability to run some phenomenal lines now we need to make sure that our forward packer are as potent when they come off the bench um, than they are in the, at the start of the game. I've I've got it written down in my notes here. I'd, like, I'd, I'd, inspired by you, Rory, taking notes, I thought you know I would sit down whilst I waited for you guys to join me. So I, you know there was approximately two minutes or so where I thought I would I would write a flow chart of where I wanted to go today, and all I've just written is Hugh with an exclamation mark. Um, is is this vintage Hugh Jones better than the one that exploded on the scene for Scotland years back? Is is he a better player? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Do you want, do you want more more information than that? No, I mean, I mean, I'll, 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 I, I can live with that. Um, yeah. But you know, no, I think I think definitely. Obviously, the, the the big question for a long time was his defence. I think he's, um, I think he's proved. In the Six Nations, that that midfield unit is is working in attack and defence, um, because the the worry was okay. What if you get rid of Chris Harris to bring in the attack, but you end up playing a team like Ireland, and you don't get as many chances to attack? I think he's shown not only can he kind of live with those spells, but having him as a as a running threat has been invaluable. I mean, he's he had another. I think um, at the weekend probably. Um, Tupelotu and Jones were probably the only two players that kind of outshone their their opposite numbers. I thought they were they were brilliant again. Um, I'm sure there'll be some some Irish comments coming in if that disagree with that. But <laughs> yeah, for me for me they've they've been brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it's attack or defence. It's the ability to do, to do both. That's that's kind of what we've been what we've been lacking. And it means that I mean the back three actually haven't didn't have a didn't go amazing again, but at least we've got that attack attacking threat through midfield now. So that you know the the back three will will get back onto their game at some point. I hope. Okay. Yeah, I think I think, um, I think Hugh, Hugh Jones has got the opportunity to probably push um, both Duhan Van der Merwe and um, uh, and Stuart Hogg for top try scorer for Scotland if he keeps going the way he's going. Um, I think he's the, but the big difference for me, apart from his defence, which I think was always the biggest question mark over him. Um, for me, I think he can, and and we can, we'll maybe see this at the weekend. No matter who is ten for Scotland, um, I think he can still be an incres- an incredible threat to everybody that he, that he plays against with him and Tua Pilotu. Um I don't think it's a, you know, I think the the first iteration of Hugh Jones fed off Finn Russell quite quite dramatically because and, and, and I know we argue about it John but 
I don't I didn't see him and Sam Johnson really as the as as the the mind melded um, pairing that Tuipulotu and Hugh Jones are now. No, I would I would um, agree with you. I think Tuipulotu for me, right? So. I, I, I still think Sam Johnson's got a lot to offer. I think he's a very, very talented well, I'm not, I wouldn't take him talented that, midfielder. Yeah. I think Tuipoto is a step ahead of any 12 we've had in a mm. long time, if not potentially ever. Let's let's throw it out there. Let's just really annoy Craig Chalmers. Um, is Tuipoto better than any 12 we've ever had? Quite potentially. Um, I, 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 think, I think he's got such an all-court game that... The difference for me, and you're absolutely right to call that out, Craig, I think the difference is Tuopoloto, I don't think we've had a player that necessarily, before, maybe the last one is Pete Horn, who has mm. made Finn Russell a better player. Yeah. Like, and Tuopoloto is a different player to Finn, uh, to, to um, Pete Horn. Um, Pete Horn offered a lot of things. Tuopoloto offers all of that and probably a little bit more. And Finn Russell is thriving on that. And you just need to look at the highlights reel, the way they are playing off each other, the way first receiver is totally interchangeable. That is absolute mana for, for someone like Hugh Jones, who I still maintain is one of the best line runners at 13, you know, Northern Hemisphere rugby has seen. He is a phenomenal strike runner. Um, so, it, yeah, it, it, this doesn't happen with Sam Johnson at 12. To but, completely agree with your point, Craig. But but then if if you look at it, um, where we are now, and and yes, Hugh Jones is a fantastic strike runner, as as you say. But what we also have now, though, is that is that if defences load up to double tackle Hugh Jones, yep. we've got two Apollotto, or we've got um, Finn Russell. Stroke, if we're really really pushing it. Van de Merva coming in off his wing. So you've now got three or four strike runners that are there. And okay, Finn is, I'm not going to say Finn's going to break the line with his with his physical presence, but what he is going to do is break the line and put an offload around the back of someone. Um, so you've got three, at least three players there that now can break the line at any point in time. So the defences are having to try and cover that. So that I think that's where Hugh Jones gets his strike running, running ability from because they're expecting to a Pilotu to come breaking through and he gets the gets the ball away, and, and and automatically you've got Hugh Jones busting through, you know. So Rory Stuart Hogg, hundredth cap at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Craig's rightly identified Scotland's all-time try scoring record holder with twenty-seven now, eh? tries. Yes. Um, we we had a discussion at the weekend, me me and Kat, and actually we identified that it was like twenty-seven. That's a bit rubbish, really, isn't it? <laughs> but all-time try score at 27, so a one, a one in four conversion rate. Um, would you care to take a guess at, let, let's just do, first of all, Hugh Jones. What, what's Hugh Jones' tries in games? What's he got? Oh, he's, um, I mean, I looked at the, the stat on Wikipedia. He's not in the top five yet, but I mean, there's a, was there someone put up earlier in the week? I think Jones, Graham, and Van der Merwe are all in the same number now, are they roughly? Uh, roughly, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Jones has had a few more caps. How many caps has he had? Thirty something. Yep, yep. So, yeah, Jones. Jones is on thirty-five caps, and has sixteen tries. Sixteen. Duhan is on twenty-seven caps, and has sixteen <laughs> tries. And Darcy Graham also has sixteen tries. 
So, yeah, it's it's really interesting, isn't it? That um, we're we're in this position where we've got obviously Hog way out in front, but he he straddles that period you've you've talked about it before, Rory, where Scotland were a bit rubbish. Right, but um, I mean that yeah, he he's. I, I can't speak to uh, how Donna Kennedy was a player. Obviously, she's the she's the 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 record holder right at the top, but certainly Hogg is a better player than any of the other guys who are ahead of him in the hundred cap club. No offense to them, who are all you know great servants <gasps> to Scottish rugby. R- Ross Ross on the phone. How dare you! <laughs> how dare you! Um. And yeah, no, I'd, I'd stand by that. And I was, a bit, I was, I was, a, I was a huge, huge, huge fan of Mossy as well in his in his time. But he was, he was, he was maybe uh, robbed of his potential by selectors picking him until he or not give, not settling him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I Hoggy's been Hoggy's been class since he came on the scene. Um, obviously, he's had his well documented ups and downs in it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think. I, he he is maybe since the whole um since being captain and and he was actually quite a successful captain i think i mean you look at the the games that he won you know the first win in, in paris in ages and the first one at twickenham in ages um he's you know you can tell what the the team means to him i think i've talked about this before but it was quite early in his career it was the game that ended andy robinson uh, at patodri yeah. uh, oh, against yeah, tonga I and I was, how cold down was the, that game? Yeah, that was, was a cold game. That was uh, that was horrific. And I was walking to the, the press conference to go and get a cup of tea, and Hoggy had come out to speak to family or whatever. And he was just he was sort of walking down the side of the side of the pitch, and you could just see how gutted he was in his face. He like he knew that that was a that was a bad one, and you, you could tell then what you know what what this meant to him. Um, so yeah, I think it's great that he's uh, great that he's hit that milestone. I think he will he will get more, but. It's definitely uh, he. He kind of needs to find a bit of form. I think. I think you know, class is permanent. I always say that, but um, it'll be really interesting to see how um, how Ollie Smith goes at the weekend. Well, that, that leads me in one, one, wonderfully, actually, Rory, to the point I was going to ask Craig about that Ollie Smith coming in for Stuart Hogg at the weekend. Ollie Smith probably, you know, there's been like there's been a lot of chat, and we'll come to the BK. XX chat at some point. Just one X, Roman numerals. <laughs> well, what exactly? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm going XX because you know you probably wear 22, but you know what else? <laughs> very, very good, very good. Um, yeah, Stuart Hogg. Uh, you know, always must going to come in for him. Not had much rugby at Glasgow, yet all the pundits seem to forget, like, you know, actually Gregor Townsend in his interview today, I, it really it really annoys me that he still does the whole, oh, he's had great form for Glasgow this year. He's barely played for Glasgow this year, but, you know, let's not let facts get in the way of good story, Gregor. Uh, you know, what 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 do you expect? Is, is Smith the, the next 15 for Scotland? Is he the next Stuart Hogg? It's a really difficult one because I think the next cab off the rank for fifteen uh, for Stuart Hogg is, is is Blair Kinghorn and uh, yes. to be perfectly honest, 
yeah. <laughs> um, I would expect uh, if if Hogg was out and Finn was fine, you know who would be starting at ten, and you know who would be starting at fifteen. Ben Healy. Um, unless, <laughs> unless, um, uh, unless uh, Townsend is sticking with the fact that he has Blair Kinghorn on the bench to cover three three different places uh, positions. So, I, I think it's it's one of those situations where. Um, there's obviously, you know, obviously Blair, and, and we can talk about this later, but obviously all these, you know, Kinghorn is needed elsewhere because he knows the systems and he knows where he is, etc. And he knows what he's doing when it comes to 10. So Ollie Smith is coming in to cover 15. But I think if, you know, he's getting that promotion into 15 mainly because the two players are down, that are, you know, the, the, the two, you know, Finn Russell and, and Stuart Hogg are down. There was obviously a lot of talk, and, and I was talking with you guys um, about whether Ben Healy actually gets his cap and gets to start. But I think um, he is just um, well. We'll soon see when he comes on. Um, but uh, I think it'll. I think to be as I say to, to, to answer your question, I think Blair Kinghorn's the next cap off the rank at fifteen. But Ollie Smith has quite has been impressive when he first started. He's done all right. So um, you know, we'll wait and see. Yeah, and just to kind of close off the the Ireland coverage before we go into the Italy, we've got the squad for Italy. We'll, we'll come to that in due course. Um, Finn Russell, Rory. Um, a lot of criticism of Finn Russell at the weekend, as as per usual, as per always. Um, really didn't seem to be all guns firing from the off. Had had injury problems coming into the match. Was was he fit, and should he have been playing? I think you'd you'd be hard pushed to convince him that he sh- that he he shouldn't play. Um, yeah, he he did. He was slightly off his off his game. I mean, it's kind of a mark of uh, of where Scotland are now that they've improved slightly. So that when you know there are sort of uh, that kind of twenty minute spell in the second half, when Scotland are throwing passes to nobody and dropping balls that they've got no business dropping, we're ju- we're a little bit better at recovering from that. So you know, Finn will get up and scramble back, and the, you know, it doesn't it doesn't go wrong in what uh, you know. Um, <laughs> quite the way it used to style, <laughs> quite is quite the way it used to do, but it still would be it would be nicer if it didn't happen at all, you know. Um, that goes back to what you were talking about earlier about you know people trying too much. Um, yeah, I mean, he he probably had a a bit of a quiet game, and that'll that'll have annoyed him going up against Sexton and coming off second best. Um, uh, he probably isn't that fussed about kind of about respect or you know his standing in in the game, but you never know. No, I'm, there, I'm, I mean, he, dri- mil- he drives a Lamborghini or something, so there must be some kind of ego on it. A million quid a year tends to not make you that bothered about your, yeah, your standing at the same the game, time. Yeah. It? <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was tough, Craig. The Scotland fans, as always, like it's. You've you've experienced this with Blair Kinghorn as well. We do love to pile on to a player, don't we? Um, and even even when it comes out after the fact that you know a player's injured or a player has been struggling with an injury and has come in and has done a job, you know that first half was really really solid. Yeah, we didn't convert 
chances. I don't think any of that was Finn Russell's fault, frankly. I think he created a lot of opportunities. And you've, you've got this situation where fans are piling in. And I've, I've talked before about Finn Russell. Um, and we often go to, just because he hasn't done the absolute miracle, he's had a bad game. You know, where, where did you stand in his performance? Uh, what, what do they want? I'm sorry, <laughs> but what do they want? Miracles Finn, aren't real. They don't happen. Well, the thing is, it's a miracle we've got a player of Finn Russell's, Finn Russell's um, capabilities in the Scotland team at this moment in time. I don't know what... Finn Russell with an injury is worth 10 times any other 10 that's ever played for Scotland. I'm sorry, but it's 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 the truth. And and, and what, do, what do they Phil want? Phil Goldman has I'm, entered the chat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we are talking soon, so... I, 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 I do apologise for Phil, Phil No, I, I agree, I agree. But it's 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 you know it's the same thing. But it's the same thing that 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 you know everyone. I, I, I'm sorry. How dare you turn around and sit and blame one player? Um, especially you know, no matter whom it is, you don't blame one player for a, for a team game's loss, unless that player um, uh, you know went out and started punching everybody and got sent off and got somebody else sent off at the same time and it was or he was out drinking the night before and it was all in the papers. Yeah, yeah, okay, you can have a wee go at him. But it's the whole team that are playing. It's not Finn Russell that is that is that is um causing the team to lose. He he played as he usually plays. He may not have had the shine on him as he usually does, but it was a big pressure game. It was against the the, the the world number ones. They did not, you know, I thought they shut him down quite a lot. So, yeah. you know, a good defence can shut down Finn Russell and he has to then bring all of his tricks out of his bag. And if he's not, if he's not feeling up to it, if he's injured or he's got, he's worried about this or that or the other, of course he's not going to pull all the tricks out of the bag. So just get a grip, people, you know. <laughs> that is an early contender for hands the rock right there. <laughs> well, well done. No, you're, you're absolutely spot on. Like, uh, we, we are uh, Alan McDonald's friend of the pod, um, and we'll come on to Alan's achievements soon, but uh, we should be aware, being so hard on our heroes to switch gods. Remember when Scottish fans made Gary McAllister hit the feck it button and retire from internationals? Absolutely. We've, we've, we, we, are, we are in a position where we've been you know, actually, it was as you were saying about Finn Russell, Craig. It's remembering that Finn Russell didn't come through any of the systems. That yes, he went away in the McPhail scholarship, but Finn Russell didn't come through any of the traditional SRU systems that we've put in place to bring through the next generation of rugby players. Which, you know, me and Rory were talking head, heart, and arse uh, on Friday, and then promptly the under twenties. What was it, eighty four? Odds they get pumped. 82, uh, maybe. 82, absolute scudding. So, you know, the system that we've put in place to bring, and the, there's no doubt these players will go on. <laughs> oh, that's a sneak. Uh, they'll go on to, some of those guys will go on to play international rugby. But Finn Russell has come through a different path. And the fact we even have him in an international shirt is, is absolutely, as Craig says, a miracle. So we should be grateful for every minute we have Finn. And I'm I'm still grateful he hasn't jacked it to this point because I can see every every Townsend issue he's had. I thought that'll be him. He doesn't need this. 
Well, yeah, we thought we were going to lose it after he didn't get picked in the squad. And before the All Blacks game, we were thinking, okay, well, if they're going to fall out, this is going to run through after the World Cup. He's probably not going to be fast learning a new coach. You just jack it. But yeah, he'd, I mean, he did he did play under 20s because I remember seeing him playing at 12 for the under 20s. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah, he played 12, but the, but... the thing is, he's got a million reasons for next season not to bother being an international. Um, you know, I can quite happily sit down. He's done everything that he needs to do with a Scotland shirt, apart from apart from win anything. But that's a different story. <laughs> well, um, there's plenty of you know, plenty of great Scotland greats who've never won anything, really. Isn't yeah. Exactly, exactly. So you know, he quite happily you know sit back and not be bothered by going into camp anymore and just go, go down and play play his rugby at Bath and be hero worshipped at Bath for a little while, you know. Well, we'll see <clears> how <throat> that progresses for them because obviously the style of play Bath are playing. I'm not entirely sure Finn Russell will be hero anything. Um, they'll probably forget that he's even on the park with the way they're playing uh, at the moment. So, um, will will we will we go on? We are we're about to face well, obviously final final match of the Six Nations, Rory. Um, Super Saturday, Ireland up for a Grand Slam on St Patrick's Day, which I'm reliably informed informed isn't actually St Patrick's Day. That's Middle of Friday, I think. Yep. Uh, well, actually, it's middle August. Uh, oh, right, if you actually okay. take it properly, but um, you know, obviously, it's a Guinness sponsored holiday. It's not. Yeah. So we've got a Guinness sponsored holiday almost inevitably at the end of the Six Nations. Funny how that worked out. Um, so Ireland against England. We've got Wales going to get an absolute scudding off France, and we've got our old nemesis Italy. Wooden spoon Ooh. match. The wooden spoon match, except Scotland are up for third this time yeah. round. Um, Italy, who at the weekend, um, can I just call it, were so Scotland. It was ridiculous. Um, massive match against Wales. They obviously targeted it, given how rubbish Wales have been, and they absolutely kicked it. It was horrendous. What Italy are we going to see turn up at Murrayfield on Saturday, Rory? I shudder to think. I mean, because <laughs> it, yeah, it, as you say, we've got third. We've got third on the on the line. I think actually, there are there are ways in which we can still lose and still finish third, right? Yes, that's um, true. but ideally, we like, three wins. I mean, yeah, finishing third without getting three wins would would seem a little bit like uh, putting a, a severe a severe shine on a particular turd. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I mean, Italy, they always target the Scotland game. They all—they have, even before we were any good and before Wales were rubbish enough to be worth targeting. You know, Scotland was the game that they targeted because of our perceived not, not being as good as the other sides. Um, I think we've hopefully proven in this tournament that we can actually be as good as, as the other sides, at least for long periods of a game. Um, and so with that, you... We, you would hope it's not going to turn into an arm wrestle. Obviously, we're without a couple of our big guys. They're, you know, they're missing, uh, missing a few of their players as well. But in yeah, ideally, it'll be quite similar to Scotland Argentina in the autumn. You know, that's what that's what we want to see. I don't know if we can do it with the with the squad or the players we've got left. But what we're looking for is is to kind of. To paraphrase the the ranks of Irish punditry, we kind of want to put them back in a box, even though they're not they're not being you know chippy like us Scots. 
but yeah, it would be it would be it would be nice it would be nice if Scotland almost it doesn't matter. But I think I think Italy are you know they're improving team definitely. Um, the worst thing that we can do is go out there and assume that we're going to put them put them away, um, and then you know if the game's tight. I can see Italy, Italy winning it. What we have to do is just keep doing what we've been doing all tournament. It's worked against the rest of the teams. It worked for a half against the number one team in the world. You know, let's not forget that. Let's not just retreat into our shells and try and try and do something different just because the team is a bit different. Because um, Italy will relish that. They'll they'll want a, you know, they'll want a kind of loose, scrappy game of sevens as well because they've got they've got good runners now too. They've got good backs. Uh, Craig, like so, it's interesting talking. Obviously, personnel wise, right? So at the weekend, uh, I was f- speaking speaking to Cat on Friday, and we were talking about Italy Wales, and it was like, so Italy are favourites for the game, and then I said, well, but what about uh, Caputo's out? So you know, Tommy Allen's playing fullback, and then I was promptly corrected and told Tommaso, that's what he likes to be called. And I was like, well, he'll still be, he'll always be Tommy to me. Uh, and I got told off for that as well. Um, he's Tommy again uh, now, is he not? He's Tommy again uh, now, yeah. He's is on, he Tommy? On, on the or team sheet, Tommy, Tommy. Tommy at Quinn's. And... Uh, <coughs> right. okay, okay. I don't know what okay. he is for Italy. He was, he, was Tommy on, he was Tommy on the uh, team sheet that was announced was on, so, on social media. Okay, well, that's... But then on the TV, it was Tommaso. Remember, to remember when... VP became Willem for a while when we were trying uh, to pretend that he was he was Scottish. Scottish, yeah. And now he's back to VP again because we just know he's he's a legend. It doesn't matter what, what his name is. Ridiculous. Italy's depth is so for me. Italy are an improving side, but ultimately it's back to Scotland, kind of mid mid to late noughties, where you've got players who are capable of winning games, but you've got depth issues. Um. Obviously, Scotland are facing their own depth issues at this point, Craig, which leads me beautifully into the chat. Um, BK10, the experiment continues. Ah, the experiment, as everyone has been. Oh, the experiment's over. No, it's well <laughs> and truly back on, boys. Settle down, settle down. Is um, it no? Is it? I, 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 I think he's... Um, I think they're putting him in because he knows the system, see how things are going, get a get a, a fair few points ahead of Italy and then bring Healy on and put him back to 15. Um, I think uh, Ollie Smith, as you say, hasn't had a lot of game time, so we're going to see how things are going with him. And then um, if, if things aren't going great, then they'll put him back. They'll put Blair back to 15 and bring on Ben Healy. Um, ben Healy's going to get a cap this weekend. He's got to. Um, they brought him over and promised him he was going to get this. So, um, um, and to imagine, 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 I think it was you, Rory, actually, that mentioned it uh, on, on social media. I think it was that, um, that Scotland are playing two Edinburgh 10s um, no, this weekend. It wasn't you. But... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> Not observing it enough. But I think I think, but you, you know, you're looking at, for example, Sam Skinner's coming in the, in the second row, and we're talking about the second row last. About, uh, talking about how bad the uh, the lineouts were, um, and you know, Gilchrist. No matter what anybody says, Gilchrist is an incredibly strong lineout caller and lineout runner. He, he's an incredibly strong player within the contact area. With him missing, you you've got Richie Gray. I'm not saying Richie Gray's backing up. 
Skin, uh, uh, Grant Gilchrist. I'm just saying that you've got these two strong line-out operators there. Um, I don't think Cummings is just there yet, so they've brought Skinner in instead because Skinner's obviously he ran the line-out down at Exeter when he was playing and things like that. So um, you know he's a strong he's a strong line-out operator as well. So hopefully he's going to bring some balance in there, um, and 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 hopefully we'll not have the issues. <laughs> I'm saying that touching wood <laughs> while I'm saying it, um, but I think. Uh, well, I'm, you know, it, I'm worried about Blair Kinghorn because I'm getting a bit fed up of the backlash and the constant, oh, he's, he's. I'm not going to say the words, but he's, well, at the moment anyway, um, he's, um, you know, he's got nowhere to go because he'll still get called crap whether he does a great job. On the, on the weekend, but I'll tell you, if he if he miss, if he throws two passes into into space where there's no player to catch it, it will be automatically Blair Kinghorn. He shouldn't be there. He's this. He's that. He's the other. From the same people who have been saying he's been absolutely on form all through all during the Six Nations, um, coming off the bench. So I think we just well, we see how it goes. You know, I, th- I think that is fair. There is a there is a frustration with. I think I've, right. So. Nailing my own feelings on this aside, I think there is a frustration with, you know, Blair Kinghorn has come on on the wing at fullback and has looked very, very good. And I, I really, really, really rate Blair Kinghorn as a fullback. Yeah, he has a he has a skill set that is a fullback skill set. I think he's a better fullback for playing ten as well. And you know. I think he's a better player, better player for having played club rugby at 10. I just worry. And like, if he tears Italy apart, I'll be first to admit, good play, well done. And I've done that. I've done that when he played, you know, when he's played well against Argentina in the summer, when he played badly against Argentina, I tore him apart. When he played well, I also congratulated him. I think like... You tore him apart. I tore him apart against Argentina, I did. <laughs> no matter did. what. <laughs> no, I did no, 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 no matter what. I've I've watched Blair Kinghorn. I think there's basics, there's basic skills for a ten. I think his his skill set is there almost. He is ninety five percent a ten. In any other era, we look at Blair Kinghorn and go, he is way better than any ten we've got. Right? You compare him to Dan Parks. You compare him to Phil Godman. You compare him to the, you know. Greg Laidlaw played 10, you know, let's, let's... Yeah, I think, like, in terms of the makeshift 10s we've had, like Laidlaw and Patterson, he's 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 better he's at miles 10 ahead. than he was. miles but, ahead of yeah. him. But we're in a different era now, and defences are different, and actually, the, the fact that Scotland are fifth in the world, in this era where you've got New Zealand not very good, Ireland phenomenal, South Africa back on form, England are absolutely kicking it. You know, like we've, we've got this, we've got this wild era of rugby just now. In fact, Scotland are fifth in the world in that. You need to demand more, and like Kinghorn's skill set is so close to being there. Like, and with time, he might become a Scotland starting ten. He might be. Like, I'm, I'm not going to discount that. But his skill set is just like a couple of percentage points off. Like his passing game for me is just a little bit off. 
And but, I think he'll get away with it. Against Italy, it won't matter. He's going to run the show. He'll probably be man of the match, and he'll score five tries himself, one of them doing a somersault. I'm not going to go that far. Hang, hang on. Let's just roll, roll in the sarcasm. Um, but what I would say is that what you might find is that he may have a good game this weekend because they'll be too busy um, uh, defending the Tua Pilotto Hugh Jones uh, channel. And you might find his strong running through and the soft shoulder work that he does. Um, you might find he will get through. Wait, and I totally agree. I, I, we've we've talked about this on a regular basis. Um, you know, Blair Kinghorn at club rugby level, at professional club rugby level, he is an outstanding ten for Edinburgh um, because we're all attack, attack, attack. Yeah. <laughs> Where where we where we tend to um, lose the lose the head is defence. That's my only concern for Blair King on an international level as a ten, as his defence. Um, and obviously, there's the elephant in the room that nobody's mentioned just yet, and that's his kicking because it looks like we're really there's only going to be him to on the yeah. Sorry, Rory, I'll just. So so you you've you, we've we've got to we've got all those concerns about him. I mean I totally understand that. He is an outstanding fifteen internationally. Um and I'm I'm surprised he I'm surprised Hogg hasn't been you know, I think now that Hogg has got his hundred caps, it'll be interesting to see what Townsend does at the World Cup. But we'll is, see is, how it is, goes. Is the plan, Rory, to kick to the corner? Get five, six tries against Italy, bring Ben Healy on at 45 minutes and then let him kick penalty goals till we reach 50. Is that the plan? See what, see what he can do. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, as as fantasy versions of how this game could go, that would be, that would be all right, I suppose. He <laughs> <laughs> lives in a fantasy world. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah, we, as you say, it depends It depends on what frame of mind Italy are in, really. Um or whether this particular version of the Scotland team can can play in the same way as the kind of the full strength fifteen can. Um, it, it'll be it'll be interesting. The goal the goal kicking is a bit of a worry. I mean, they sort of uh, it. You know, you can you can work around your ten in defence by sticking them on the wing, but you can't work around not having a goal kicker really. Um, and if it's going to be a tight game, which there is a chance that it might be. I'm not saying it should be. I would quite like it not to be, but there's a chance, knowing Scotland as we do, that they somehow make it into a tight game. Um, yeah, I think having Healy on the bench at least to have a kick, we've got a kicker. Um, you maybe would have liked to see Horn, Horn on the bench as well, but I guess they they're just sticking with sticking with Price for just now. Um, yeah, it they, it could come down to kicking, but I guess the plan is that it it doesn't need to. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't need to. Ian Hay, Ian Hay has joined us. Welcome, Ian Hay. Saffron, y'all. Um, we um, are, we are uh, currently apologies for that uh, cultural appropriation of Americanism. That's that. That is okay. Um, cool. Talk to me about Scotland, Italy. Um, we we've we've chewed the fat about Kinghorn. Uh, what what's your what's your big takes from the squad? Um. <sighs> I mean, it's a bit same old, same old. Uh, I would like to, George Horn. You may have seen me nodding my head uh, quite um, vociferously. 
what does he have to do to get a chance? Um, I find this a wee bit ridiculous because we're we're third, right? I mean, we're going to win this game by hook or by crook, and we're going to finish third. That's the best we can do. Um, so I don't see why he's not got a chance. Uh, kicking, like you were saying there, um, that is a, a major concern because there's well, Ali Price has occasionally, as sort of everyone else has done their hammies kind of option. Um, front row, the uh, have we had Craig's thoughts on the front Craig, row? Craig, Craig, Craig is loving the front row bench this week. Yeah, I. Don't understand why Rory Sutherland wasn't in last week. Like I quite like Jamie Batty, but I don't think he's much of a scrum. He's a good loose guy, but he's not. Mu- he's not any good at scrummaging, and he can be a bit of a disciplinary. Well, you know, issue. you know me. But and Jamie, is much. Jamie have had, we've had disagreements on Twitter, so we, we you know, me oh, and Jamie oh, are not yeah. besties. Uh, okay. What was it? Ah, uh, yeah. You, I, I, um, I, t- I, t- I tagged them saying they were basically the Vindus. Well, that's that's gonna hurt someone's feelings, isn't it? Um, Especially when they won away to Bath. It's like Bergen's played a couple of good games for Glasgow since he came back, and those were against the the Diddy, like the mincemeat teams. Um, Why was he in the squad last week? I don't know. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to single out the kind of replacement props, but yeah, when you watch watch that Ireland game back, he, like, clockwork, sent the replacement bench on before a scrum. Yeah. They folded. Ireland kicked it out of the park. They scored. That was that was effectively the game, that five-minute period. Yeah. I don't understand why they changed it so early. Like, Schumann did so much carrying in the first half, but we know he's got a he must have been knackered, Zander. Really. Zander's Zander has done 80 minutes at on well, so Schumann regularly so, plays 80 at, at, at club level, you know. But um, so I don't know why they were t- hooked off at 55, like, um, especially when it was just at that point because they knew that Porter was going to have to stay on as yeah. well. We so they, they knew that one at least, row, yeah, yeah. So they knew that somebody was going to be knackered. So why would you, you know, take it all right? We'll bring on the fresh guys, even though they're not. Anywhere near the level of the t- the two stars. So here, here's a question for you, right? And I'll put this out to all three: is jump in as you feel. The fact that you've got props who, are, like, yeah, a prop is capable of playing eighty minutes. You don't necessarily see that at other. Let's say, let's say the nations above us in the world rankings, the top top four. You don't see props playing eighty minutes. Why are we relying at club level on Schumann? Fagerson and others to play eighty minutes. What what is the what is the issue there? Our depth of prop. Yeah, being, we've, being we've got, we, there's such a, such a yeah. drop off in probably most levels of our of our game in in terms of what you need from an international tight head and loose head. Um, it's I think uh, it was yeah it was I think it was Jim Hamilton. He said you know we've got we've got the we've got the front line guys are good can hold their own pretty much with anybody and then we've got a sort of good second string but after that the kind of third string if you like and and what's below there there's quite a drop off in in quality but you're sitting with a world-class tight head who yes is getting a bit long in the tooth 
not in the squad. You're sitting with a British and Irish lion not in the squad. Is it not yeah, a selection issue? Second, I'd count them as the second string. They just weren't picked. They just weren't picked. So so basically yeah. we went in with our, you know, our bin juice and, you know, we've got absolutely shellacked by a team, uh, by, by a front props. row of props. Yeah. Which, Which I, mean, I think to be is fair, the future, you'd by the way. To be, you'd, be fair, you'd expect them to be able to scrummage better than... I think that's the future. Well, the thing is, that's what that's what I don't understand. If you're going to give Batty and Bergen um, uh, game time, because he's, you know, that's the only thing I can think of, unless they've had an absolutely un- unbelievable week of training, um, or the other two are holding a wee injury here and there. Mm. We don't know about that. We don't know. But yet. you know, I would have put them out against Wales um, uh, on the bench. Whereas you've got, if you're looking at Ireland, I. Why have we not got, as as you say, a British and Irish lion, lion loose head, and one of the arguably the best technical scrummagers um, in the world, or at least in the top three yeah. in W in, in, in WP now? You know, you would put them out because you want to, you, you want to rip apart um, Ireland's set piece. Because they've already just proven that they can go, they can go through two hookers and bring in a prop to hook hook for them, who they named them as as a as a hooker. Um, they had it all, you know, and they still monstered us around the place. So, uh, you, you know, you you need to pick and choose your battles if you're going to stick with those. If you want to give all the all the players their, their chance, you know. Let's not give Keane Healy the full credit for his hooking, uh, which was. Um, you know, the, the, he got pinged once for his break foot not being out, and then his break foot was never out the rest of the scrums he was doing. But, you know, they they, they done what they needed to do. Um, when you've got three props pushing and no hook, um, tends to be okay. But, you know, let, let's, not, let's not worry about this. Um, Stuart, uh, Stuart Schiller has popped up. Uh, oh, I've done that. The child Murphy Walker was ahead of Bergen in the autumn. Yeah, he was. He was miles ahead of him. Um I I don't I like I'm going to be brutal here. I don't get the Simon Bergen thing. I really don't get it. He was crap at Edinburgh. He moved to Glasgow. I called it when he moved to Glasgow that he was mince. Uh he barely played for months, and then he's turned up at Glasgow, played a couple of games, and has looked distinctly average. I just don't and get it. He'll I, be on. He'll be on decent coin as well. Like, he will. He will. You know, yeah, yeah. He'll be on way more than like Murphy Walker or. Aye. Oh, oh, yeah, um, totally. Yeah, I just something you could have brought that. through from Super Six. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Murphy yeah. Walker would be playing this week. This, but it's this, part this, of this, this thing, though, if he wasn't injured, you know. Would he be playing? To, would he play, be in the Scotland squad? Do you think? Oh yeah. But I think he might be. Yeah. Darcy Ray, for example, but we got rid of Darcy Ray. Darcy Ray would Thank be God. better than. Uh, Aye, but Darcy Rees Mintz, have you been watching him at birth? Aye, but is he is he Bergen Mintz or is he Darcy Rees Mintz? Bear in mind, Mintz is actually steak we discovered today. (laughs) 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 Right, anyway, that's enough enough criticism of the props. Right, Rory, score at the weekend. What's occurring? Head heart arse. Head, I think we'll win by maybe... Seven, seven, eight points. Um, heart will Argentina them 
and it'll be like 50 points to something. Uh, arse, it'll be a tight game. They suck us into a dogfight in Italy by two, two or three. Creaky boy, hit our arse. Um, Heads will be a close game, just as uh, Roy said. So I, I, I think it's, I think, I think there'll be ten points in it. Um, Heart, I think, is going to be again twenty points in it, and we'll absolutely take them apart. Um, and uh, Arse will be, they come out all guns blazing. Blair Kinghorn has a disaster, and we lose the game. <laughs> yeah. Same question. Um, um, yeah, I'm far more optimistic than these two for once. Um, <laughs> uh, head, well, I, th- I've, I think I've, Italy. I've that. <laughs> so Italy have lost five on the bounce. You know they they had high expectations and they've pushed teams close, and then they get gubbed by a pretty poor Wales team last week. Apologies to Harley. Where's Harley? Oh, sorry. This this is a poor Wales team. <laughs> Compared to other Wales teams, this is a poor Wales You're not apologising um, at all. You're not sorry. No, I'm not. That's, I'm, not really sorry. Uh, I'm sorry for saying I was sorry, right? Because I'm just a liar. Right? Um, no, I think Italy are kind of like, I think they're done. I think they can't be bothered. Um, we've still got a little something to prove, and we're at home. Uh, Huey Pelotu is, as much as I think Brex is a great player, and I look at that Italy team, I go, good player, good player, good player. But I think they're at the sort of level of development in Scotland were 10, no, maybe more like 15 years ago. Yeah, You know, they can push teams, but they're eventually they'll buckle. Um, so, yeah, I think heads uh, win by 12. Heart, uh, everything goes beautifully. Huey Pilotto rips them apart. The Italians lose heart completely. Um, and it ends up becoming like a... Oh, and they get a red card because that always helps. Not always, but I think with Italy, okay, um, okay, and we end up with a sort of like Scotland v Australia when we put fifty on them kind of result, or or Argentina as somebody else. Uh, that, was, that was a similar kind of thumping. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and Ars, uh, what's happening? Ars, Ars is that. Uh, Kinghorn's return to 10 is short-lived. Because <laughs> I'm not sure if he's... I mean, he, he was hobbling from quite early on and he got Gary Ringrose's flying headbutt. Um, also, obviously, I hope Gary's doing well in his recovery. Uh, sorry for being slightly... You, you're literally just injury. playing because your source was crap for this game. That's all you're playing for here. That's why... I, well, I didn't mention... Well, that's why I never mentioned it publicly. Maybe it was a test. Maybe it was like, <laughs> oh my God, I was going to get Rebecca Vardy. You, you always get Rebecca Vardy. I you always get, get Rebecca Vardy. You get Wagatha Christie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wagatha Chris Heed. Um, Chris Heed. Yeah, nice. Uh, yeah, King Horn goes off early. Healy comes on, completely mucks up. But I don't think he will. He's pretty steady. Nice. He's, a pretty, he's a pretty good 10, yeah. Those of you with... Uh... To be honest, I don't see him. Yeah, Italy somehow... Oh, it goes the... Um... Oh, God, what year was that? 2007, you know, three, three intercepts, seven minutes. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Uh, Cusser and Godman, was that 9-10? Cusser and Godman, yep. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, did we not... In the summer tour, did we not? I know it's Argentina, but obviously we 
thumped Argentina in the autumn, but did we not give them quite a beating on the tour, the one that we won? Did we not win that quite comfortably with Kinghorn playing? Yeah, time? the second one. Yeah. So and he, you can dish, dish out thumpings. To be fair, Kinghorn did play most of the game at fullback, but... <laughs> He did. He no, he did. He, yeah, did. he did. He did. Like a dog with a bone. Like a dog with a bone. <laughs> no, he did. Hastings was playing, wasn't he? Was that game? He, I don't know. He, I can't he, remember. Uh, it's not Hastings. Yeah, uh, oh, that was that was that was like um, when they when no, we got beat by up. USA or something. Was no, it? no, yeah. No, King, Kinghorn We've in the second half went on the Argentina tour when we scudded them. Kinghorn was like so he because um, your boy Kyle Rowe came on and got injured straight away and then Kinghorn had to go yeah. to fullback and Kinghorn played fullback from 35 minutes so he played the most majority of the game at fullback and he looked yeah. brilliant can't remember I've, who played I've, 10 I've put I've got I've got the I've got the stats here now I'll remember yeah. well, well, you, well, well you're pulling that up my my head heart nurse is head I'm going to go a step further than all use because that's what I do um, Scotland should win by twenty points minimum. It, it should at home at home I against said Italy. Points in my in my in my heart. You said ten. I said ten at the beginning. Then heart. I said twenty points. And then I said. Right, heart, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking head. head. Oh talking my apologies. Oh, oh, sorry. This, this is once in a lifetime. Should happen. Honest goodness. Yeah, it's uh, twenty points. I really think it should be forty points. To be honest, I've I've done this a few times. We're we're a much better team than them. They are. They've had their they've had their wee bit of fun. They've had their blowout this season. They've, they're missing their main players. We should absolutely smash them. Uh, even with the team we have out, we should smash them. Um, Hart, Jack Dempsey scores five. Hugh Jones scores five. Um, they then like. Like they come together under the posts and just like hug, and oh, magnificent! And it worked really well for my Jack Dempsey fan fiction. So, mighty Morphin Dempsey Ranger, exactly I've, I've, right, I've, right. And the, and I've seen John. I've seen John's graphic novel of Jack Dempsey, and it makes it's a bit sick making. And then Traffic they should make, was uh, they should make, they should make a sign, and then they become a dinosaur, and oh, oh, it's, oh, oh, wow. Magnificent. Uh, ours is we we find ourselves in 2007 once again. I'm not going to say which of the halfbacks throws the intercept pass for three of them, uh, but one of them does, um, and we we end up in a position where we cannot recover, and then we are trumped by an Italian nine ten combo who should be put out to some sort of pasture. But uh, we we can't find ourselves back, uh, and yeah, we're in we're in trouble. So that that's my head out now, Rory. Um, have you got that Argentina team? Uh, it was uh, it was Ross Thompson came on. It, you were right. Uh, Rory Hutchinson went off early or just before half time. Kyle Rowe came on, lasted ten minutes, and he went off. And then Ross Thompson came on for the last half hour. So presumably he was playing ten. Kinghorn went to Kinghorn ah, so started was, at ten. It was only half an hour then. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who's who's playing nine? Who was nine? Uh, oh, who was playing right. nine lineups? Uh, ben Ben White. Ben White was this, on that. This list is all over the place. It's not sorted by number. Why not? Ben White. Was, yeah, it, it was Ben White. It was Ben White. Yeah. Was, yeah. 
Yeah, because uh, uh, Hornitos started the Chile test, and then the first mm. he was involved in the first test. But Ben White, uh, Ben White was the main man. Yeah, who's yeah, prices on the who's twenty one? Price, price, yeah. Cool. So there you go. They can they can dish out convincing wins with a white Kinghorn nine ten axis. There you go. That's that is what we needed here. Um, right, we are going to exit free view now. Um, You've had enough, you freeloaders. Come join us in the Patreon. Pay your money. Dish it out. Come, come, come. Um, if you fancy coming to join us for Hands Are Up, we're going to cut loose. We're going to get some swearies on. I'm sure Ian's Ian's known for his vocabulary when it comes to swearing. So there might be a, a, a few. I'm off. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I was ready to edit that. Um, but anyway, it, we'll, we'll be back. We'll be back next week for you guys to talk about how Scotland have absolutely drubbed Italy. I am not massively underrating Italy. Uh, I don't do that. That's not my thing. Uh, <laughs> so is my thing. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week to talk about that. Those of you joining us for Patreon, we're going to transition over and then we'll probably have a couple of minutes just get our stuff together and then we'll be ready to roll. So our heads, hearts and arses together. Yes, exactly. Yeah, because some Come of us need the... to... We need come to, take to pills the Patreon for that to, yeah, come to the Patreon to hear about John, John's, Hugh Jones, and Jack Dempsey, human caterpillar. Oh mate, I'm going to do a Patreon special about that. <laughs> Broke back, Scotsman. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to quit you. <laughs> Anyway, yes, um, <laughs> there's a cap on backwards, it's beautiful. Um, <laughs> right, it is good night from me, good night from Craig, Rory, and Ian. We'll see you, Patreons, on the other side. Night, night. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs>